1: Hold music. You want to avoid it? And so do your customers. So say goodbye to hold music and hello to faster, smarter support with Salesforce. Make service more personal and agents more productive using built-in trusted AI. Then watch costs and wait times drop and satisfaction soar. Support customers in a whole new way with Service GPT. Learn how at salesforce.com servicegpt service GPT. Welcome back to the Casey Adams Show. Today I'm joined by not only one of my best friends, but someone who I have looked up to and someone that's a true brother to me, Roger Rojas. Thanks so much for coming on the show, brother. Thank you for having me. Of course, brother. So we're here in Vegas at the Blue Wire Studio. I'm excited to dive into this conversation, man.
2: People have no idea
1: what's (laughs) about to happen. Dude, 100%. So I want to give people the context because, I mean, we've known each other now for almost five years. You are not only an incredible uh, content creator, but somebody who's been a huge part of my journey and the stories that we're going to share today, I'm excited about. But for people that may not know what you do and what being a creator, uh, you know, a content creator means, I'd love for you to dive into that before we jump into uh, some fun stories and just have a great conversation.
2: Right. So I was born and raised in Miami, Florida, spent the first 18 years of my life there. And then I headed over to New York where I did my undergraduate degree. And then after that, I spent an additional four years in New York. And then in the past two years, I've been in LA. Through that journey, from 2016 till today, uh, is where I made the decision to be, you know, at the beginning, I didn't even know what the title was. <laughs> <laughs> Photographer, videographer, content creator, whereas now I call myself the creative director. Yep. And I've been so fortunate enough to work with people like yourself, and then also uh, a lot of personalities and it's celebrities. Tell
1: people a couple of <laughs> people. I mean, you've worked with so many incredible people, and it's, it's so cool to see, but I, I wanna give people the context. Uh, I
2: think the first person I should start with is Dan Fleischman, who's also your first guest on the show. Yep. And the person in which you introduced me to and what I call the butterfly effect of how my life completely changed from that time, March 2019. Uh, he's someone that's been vital in my life. And, yeah, with everything that he's involved with and everything that he does, yeah, I, I don't know. The list is pretty crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. most, <laughs> most people that you could think of, like, in context, uh, yeah, I don't know, Rick Ross... Uh, Steve Aoki, um, DJ Ski, Paris Hilton,
1: a lot of incredible people. Yeah.
2: Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah the, the list, list goes on that, and on. And, and yeah, if you follow yeah. Roger, you'll you'll see if you follow him on Instagram, I'll make sure to link it down below. Just not only is your content incredible, but the people you shoot for, and really the journey how you've gotten there that I'm excited to dive into today is just super cool. But one thing I want to note is when I first started working with you, and I think it lives up to this day, is like. Not only are you a phenomenal content creator, but the speed at which you create content—like, let me give people a, a picture, and an example. <laughs> let's say we're, you know, we're, you're filming a podcast for me, and you're taking pictures. By the time I finish, let's say a 30-minute interview, I will have edited photos, uh, a, a clip edited, a, a video that I can watch. And you're someone that has always had this level of excellence, in my opinion. That is just so clear, and I know that's lived through you know where you are today with the people you work with and that's why they continue to love working with you but i just wanted to you know thank you kind of let thank people you. know that because it's incredible
2: yeah i think as a content creator we live in a world where after 48 hours especially with the certain characters i deal with is that it becomes irrelevant in their world because they have yeah. the next event they have the next award show they have the next thing they have to promote for their company that are invested into they have personal things that they want to post for their own brand yep um their own self-interest and i realized that as a creator, it's not difficult to document. What becomes difficult is the storytelling. Yeah. And I think that is the real key of not needing a camera. It's just the phone. So I kept telling myself, how am I different from every other content creator? And I knew that was one of my superpowers because I realized that if I'm able to turn around a video, not on the same day, like even the last time I was in the studio, you were interviewing Dan and I gave you 10, 15 photos and three pri- Instagram pri- you know, Instagram yeah. stories that you could post. And so just like anything else, it, it just became hardwired in my brain of knowing if I do this time and time again, um, yep. not only will I provide value for the people, um, they'll see kind of the type of work I can produce versus yep. them getting it from their assistant or never seeing it. Yeah, um, That's absolutely. another thing I never talk about. I think that's so important is I would, as I would shoot, I would have it on my phone. I would approach them. So one, create the conversation, two, show my work, and then three, yep. show the delivery delivery time and then the fourth part which is the most important part either i airdrop it or text it to them
1: yep and they have it
2: and i always say that the contact is the most important thing dan refers to this is that your relationships is your fast forward button to life and so the relations i've been able to cultivate have been through my vessel of my camera of knowing that the rooms that i'm in i shouldn't be in (laughs) but due to my skill set and what and how in which i deliver is the value that i bring to that room
1: I love that, and I'd love to ask you, when it comes to finding that vessel, you know, for me, it was podcasting. That was my vessel to to build great relationships. When did you realize that creating content and, you know, having that skill set is something that not only you want to pursue, but it it's something you're great at?
2: Took me a long time. I graduated in May of 2016, and at the time period, Instagram was not being used for business. Yep. It was still, videos were only maximum 15 seconds. Yep at the time it was thriving with short term vine seven second videos and my journey to knowing that this was my path was me constantly just showing up and shooting over and over and over and over people don't know this but between may of 2016 to august there was one person that gave me the opportunity to do what i do and it was frank d'agostino our mutual contact one of my best friends and brother he had a fitness facility that he co-founded with other two individuals and he gave me that opportunity. I had no portfolio. I was charging $30 a month Wow. for 10 photo shoots and 10 videos. Wow. I'm going to say that again. $30 a month for 10 videos and 10 photo shoots. Any other creator listening Ten. is thinking, why would you do that? Yeah. What is the value in that? I had no portfolio. I had no work that I could show people. I just had a camera that I recently had in my hand. And the one thing that it taught me was to show up and put in the hours and put in the reps yep create the interactions, name it. And I've shot it. Hey, have you shot a baptism before? In the back of my head? No. To them? Yes. Hey, can you shoot this private venue sh- thing we have going on? Have you done that before? Yes. I've never done it before. <laughs> hey, can you shoot this basketball camp ad that we're going to launch? Sure. Have you done that? No, but I will. And I just did that over and over and over and over and over. Yep. And ultimately where it created those relationships where I was able to be there for certain people, someone like yourself, which is where we met in New York. Yep where when I worked with you, it made sense to you because I was prepared for the moment. Absolutely. And I think that's something so important that creators need to understand is that when you're starting, it's normal not to know. <laughs> it's normal to be nervous. Yeah. The most important thing that you have to remember is that you're showing up. And it's okay. what you do when you show up. Absolutely. And then the how do you differentiate yourself of not only being there, but creating value for the room and not taking. And as a creator, we have a front skip to the line. Yeah. <laughs> everyone wants photos today Yep. everyone wants to show their audience their community what they're doing how they're doing it through video video and photos and so i just picked up on this is the future even though and i will say this and i love my family and i adore them they weren't a fan of what i was doing so the people closest to me kind of gave me that backlash but it was a backlash of love for their not understanding of the future Which I was fortunate enough through Frankie, he kept pushing me and putting me in the right places to say, you're really good at this. He used to tell me, I still remember, (laughs) my videos were so bad. And he used to always tell me, no matter what, you're so great at this. (laughs) You're so great. Shout out to Frankie. And he used to always, even his family settings, you know, I became so close to his family. And what he was doing, I don't think he realized it, is that he just, you know, they say the 10,000 hours. Through him, I think I put in 20,000 because everything we oh, did, right. he said, video, photo, video, photo, document, 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 Yep. Tell people what you do. Tell people how you could help them. Just film. Just do photos. And through that over and over the amount of years, you know, I'm doing it for six. The first three, I could genuinely say I didn't know what I was doing. But the thing that I was, yep. was I was showing up and I, w- I knew the rooms I was in were the right ones because there were people I wanted to work with or there were interests of mine, like basketball camps. Yeah. Or football camps or you know award shows things that i found interesting yeah so absolutely. i never knew that this pass was meant for me it was just through the trials of shooting so many things that i was like oh that's not meant for me you know one thing i never talked about was while i was in university my junior year at one point i had four jobs
1: wow being a full-time I did not student know that.
2: being a full-time student
1: Wow. four jobs what how do you have that much tuesday and thursdays okay
2: i worked at a patsy's pizzeria okay as a waiter for lunch Yep. And the reason I was able to get Tuesdays and Thursdays because I had 6.30 class. So that meant I could show up at 9 a.m., leave by 3, and walk wow. into my 6. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I was a babysitter. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, was from 3 to 5. And then admissions had something between the hours of 6 and 8 where they would help you pay you hourly. Um, bilingual background, I would contact prospective students to, well, while they were going through the admissions process that were interested. Hey, is there any questions? You know, I'm a current student. I'm bilingual myself. I in. you know, I... My family's international cuban Colombian. I'm also from Miami, so I'm not used to being from the tri-state area. Yeah. Is there things that interest you? So I did all those things while during my senior year and into my junior year, I was president of the management club. I was a part of a fraternity. Yep. I was a part of the women's back basketball practice squad.
1: <laughs> no way.
2: Yeah. Everything that I did throughout my university was always trial and error. Like I didn't know totally. what I was into, and that's normal, and I think not knowing is a great thing. Yep. Because I, it, it piques your interest into the next thing.
1: Absolutely. And I, I do want to talk about it. It's like talking about putting yourself in those positions. I remember the first time we met was when we, I, uh, I DM'd Gary Vee, and this was 2017. He was just coming out of this case with sneaker. I end up getting the sneakers, and I DM him, I'm like, hey, what does it take to get five minutes of your time in New York? He's like, done, email Tyler. Then I go to New York. I have no plan. I'm like, that's when I do 60 interviews in 90 days for my podcast so I can have something to talk about with him. Um, and then that's the first day we met. We, sh- we shot this cool moment. And then from there, I'd love to talk about uh, not only how you met Dan Fleischman, but some of our interactions over the years that have created not only opportunities for you, but what you like to call the butterfly effect and how that's created such an, a different path in your life. Because I know the people are going to love this story. So let's dive into it. <laughs> so I've never publicly
2: said this story. So I'm going to let this one out. So uh, Frankie and I had a podcast, and Elena Cardone, her and I were uh, friends on Instagram. I told Elena, hey, Elena, on Tuesday, this coming week, I'm available from 11 to 1 in Miami. I would love to have you on our podcast.
1: I remember this, too. She
2: says, yeah, she says, she says, between those hours, hey, I'm available at 1230. Um, you can come on down. We can shoot at the studio. You don't need to bring your camera crew or anything. I did not have a camera crew. <laughs> so I said, amazing. So she made it easier. Number one, I was not in Miami. Number two, I chose Tuesday because it's the cheapest day to fly from New York to Miami. I called Frankie. I said, hey, we need to go to Miami in three days. <laughs> We have Elena Cardona on the podcast. We shoot Elena Cardona on the podcast. It was amazing. We get off of that. I get a text from you. Hey, brother, I see you're in Miami. I'm speaking at Van Tampa. I would love to have you there. My first instinct was no. At the time, Frank and I were business partners in a barbershop we had just opened less than a month ago across the street from my university. And my compelling feeling was I need to be there. Yep. I told Frankie how I found he said no. He's like, every time that you've interacted with Casey, it's always been great. I was like, how about you look into it? He looks up the list of people there and he's like, there's a lot of people there that you should meet. And this goes back to the story of putting yourself in a position to win. I didn't know any of those people. Our relationship was still being cultivated. Yep. But I was putting myself in a position to win by putting myself in the room, by showing up. Absolutely. He then says, hey, let's drive over to Tampa. Synergy, we didn't have a hotel. I don't know if you remember this part. While you're checking in, they put you in a double king bed. And then yes. the guy that was supposed to be there, got his own room, and then we had a bed. Yes, I do These, remember we were, that. We were planning to sleep on the floor. Oh my, yes, I do remember Fast this. forward to the next day. It's myself, you, and Dan to your right. Never interacted. Dan never said anything to him. You then look at me, slide me a note saying, video, no edit, paid, that Dan wrote. Yep. Nod my head, I said, okay. This next part, I don't think you know. At the time, I only had a Rode mic, and for those content creators, that's an audio device that's attached to the camera, but not on the actual speaker, so the audio quality would be bad. He asked me if I have a lav mic. I said, yes, I did not have a lav mic. <laughs> I walked to the back of the room. I saw this content creator who had a lav mic on his camera. I introduced myself, said, hey, brother, you're not going to believe this. My client's about to go on stage. My lav mic broke. Can I use yours for 30 minutes and I'll bring it right back to you? He says, of course. Oh, my, I did not know this story. This next part, true, as it gets. I don't know how to use a lav mic. <laughs> I've never touched that thing in my life. I then <laughs> say to him, where's the power button joking around? How do you turn this thing on?
1: Oh he's laughing God.
2: at me and I figure out where it is. I was like, yeah. And then I started joking with him. Yeah, if I put this on this and then it'll sound good. You want to put it up here, right? And then you put that in the back pocket going along with it as he tells me yeah. on the spot five minutes before Dan goes on. So I said, if I just put this on the speaker and it runs, i was like, I'm just joking with you. <laughs> I put the, put the mic on Dan, Dan goes on. I then tell myself, how do I make an impression? How do I do something that's not normal to what's going, you know what he's used to? He didn't ask me to edit i take that video footage i go upstairs to my room within an hour i have a video edited i then ask you can you put us in a group chat you say of course you see the video i remember we're in the room you see the video you're like oh he's
1: gonna love this." oh 100 i remember this
2: and then not only um not even the form of payment just the actual interaction far-seated expectations or thoughts that i never thought right yep um in less than 48 hours after that he puts me in touch with who then was Uh, top music executive in the music industry which led to not only shooting behind the scenes of his online course shooting the 2019 vmas and let me say not just shooting the vmas he got me full access to walk the carpet and meet every major artist that you can think of yep then spending time getting to know his family what he has going on having access to him to then be in the hamptons in the summer yep and Dan ends up introducing me between the months of March till November till his first big event to most of his friends that would show up into New York that needed content. Everyone from Cindy Eckert, who have gone to Fond and Love, she you know started yeah, created the film of Agra, sold it for a billion dollars. Yep. Multiple relationships that the butterfly effect of that I cannot explain aside from ours. In that Absolutely. moment after that event, Casey then asked me, "What are you doing next?" I said, "Nothing." I did have something to do, but I just knew based off what was going on, it was going to be something fun. Yeah. He asked me to fly to Arizona for an interview. The interview's over. He goes, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, nothing. He said, someone just responded to me. I'm going to be on my podcast. He's in LA. Can you come and film that? I said, of course. And this is the best part. <laughs> He's looking at flights on JetBlue. Everything's three, $400. He posted a story. Hey, I'm trying to get to LA. Can anyone help me out? Do you guys have anything? And a friend of yours has an application where- JetSmarter Jet at, Jet at Smarter, the time. Right. And I, I don't remember the exact situation, but ultimately either he's had credit or he's flown so much. But you know, we, we, we flew the
1: membership and it, it turned out where the, the jet was a dollar and I'll let you continue on, but this was such a rare occasion.
2: Where we were able <laughs> to fly from Arizona to LA for a dollar yep. on a private jet. Yep. And then we continued our interaction from that same event in Tampa, I met someone by the name of Nick Santonastasso.
1: Shout out to Nick. We gotta love him. Yeah.
2: And then he asked me to fly from LA to St. Louis to shoot Ed Myers. This is
1: all in one trip, just for the people that are forgetting. Like this was like you guys went to Miami to interview Atlanta Cardone for day. For one day. And this happened. Correct. By yeah, putting yourself in the right position and by just not having a mindset of like, oh, I can't be there. Wow. The
2: whole the whole time for the concept creator listening is this is impossible. This is doesn't happen often. This isn't me. That's not reality. For three years, I felt like that, and I just kept doing what I could do best with what was around me, yep. and not to say it wasn't enough, but the idea was, like everything else in life, you should strive for more, and I told you right before the podcast started, when Dan, you had your Build Your Empire event in 2019, and you interviewed Dan, yep. he referred to his travel schedule in that same week of him traveling to four major cities in the next four days, and I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, what a dream. I wish that could be me. You know, and even though I never thought I would interact with him or the things that would happen after that, the biggest thing that I told myself is that there's power in proximity. I'm in the room. I'm listening to him. I'm watching him. I'm learning with the people that are all together that are doing the same thing.
1: When did, I mean, just just hearing that story too, like, gives me such an incredible feeling. Just knowing that, like, in the time we didn't know what was happening, what it would lead to. And that's with everything, right? For this moment, for whatever. Uh, So to see it come full circle, I I know that obviously you've been living in LA for how long now? I'd love to talk about this.
2: June 22nd will be officially two years.
1: Wow, June 22nd. Now let's talk about that transition because I know I met you, you were living in New York, you're obviously in Miami. Um, That transition to LA, working with Dan full time. Now I feel like nowadays, I live in LA as well (laughs) and we can't even ever hang out because you're on 18 flights a week and it's like now knowing how like that story and how that thought ran through your head of like, wow, four cities in one Mm -hmm. week. I mean, this—not only that lifestyle, but you've created a life for yourself with so much, not only uh, activities and events by working with Dan, but I mean, you're living I'm this blessed screen. with amazing people around me. Yes, that's what I think. The best all people. The time to me,
2: yeah. It's so not, let's talk about the transition. Yeah, to yeah. That. So between March and I refer to November 2019, he has a private mastermind group that he's launching, known as the 100 MME Group. Yep. It's 100 people that pay $100,000 to attend. I wasn't aware of that. He sends me a text. Hey, are you available this weekend to come to L.A. to shoot an event I'm doing? I said, of course. Puts me in contact with someone. Again, the biggest thing also I would say to the creator listening when you're engaging with someone who you want to do business with, create as m- much reduce the friction in the transaction to get to what they need because they're contacting you for a reason. I didn't ask where am I staying. I didn't ask how much should I get paid? I didn't ask. Yeah. I said, Yes, I'll be there. Let me know who I should email for the information for the flights. That's it. Swear to God, that's it. I didn't when I landed, I didn't even know what hotel I was going to. <laughs> I had to contact the assistant. Oh, my gosh. And now, again, you want to be prepared for things like that as you grow. But the idea <laughs> was he was someone that I really wanted to work with, and I wanted to, I didn't want the confusion of the back yeah. and forth. He asked me to come to L.A. Little did I know that that event would involve first-day private mansion with the 100 of the biggest CEOs I admired and looked up to through social media were in that room in attendance. He flew in Mark Wahlberg from London in the middle of a movie to do a private interview. This was the first event, was Correct. it? Wow, yeah. I Saturday, this. he goes to what was known as the Ignite Dan Bilzerian's mansion in Bel Air. Yep. He rented that out. Endless speakers, Jordan Belfort, many people that you've had on the podcast where they're speaking, who I was in awe of. We then go upstairs to the, his um, charity poker tournament where Nick Cannon is DJ, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Chris Tucker is the host, and Tyga comes to perform. Third day, he rents out oh the Porsche God. Experience. We're able to play basketball in the back with Dennis Rodman, the professor, um, multiple NBA players. And if you're not doing that, you ride in private Porsches with professional drivers around the racetrack. Then you come inside, and the first person we heard from was Magic Johnson.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: Then we heard a women's panel that involved Kris Jenner. And in all that, I kept thinking to myself, why am I here? How did I get the right to be in this room? questioning my worth the whole weekend wow there was one point at the end of the weekend dan was at the tea stand by himself and this between march and november I had never said a word to him face to face ever no way. ever we'd never jumped on the phone it was always text but yep. very brief yep i then knew out of gratitude i needed to approach him and thank him for everything that's happened i go up to him and i said dan thank you so much for this amazing weekend i feel so grateful to be not only in your presence but everyone that's been here and learning from all these people um, I, I, again, I just, I kept showing him the admiration that I had to be there. Yep. He then looks at me and he says, you don't know this yet, but you're moving to LA. <laughs> you're kidding. Takes a sip of the tea and walks away. I, I thought the guy was crazy. <laughs> I was loving New York. Yeah. I was thriving yep. with what I was doing for work socially. I was like, why would I leave? Four months later, pandemic hits. I go down to Miami. I readjust my business. I'm doing a ton of online stuff. Sends me another text. Hey, have you thought about it? Wow, he, he yeah. was serious when he said yeah. that. But, and I should say, it wasn't have you thought about it. He, he communicates with me through GIFs and emojis. It was yeah. like a plane, gif. San Diego. Yeah. You should come. He explains what he's doing. At the time, I didn't feel comfortable because of the pandemic. Didn't know how long it would last. And I was staying with my best friend in Miami. And I told him the whole thing of the opportunity of what I was doing. And he looks at me and says, your whole life, you've taken a chance. At 18 years old, you went to New York not knowing anyone. When you graduated college, you bet on yourself to be a creative for a gym that no one knew about. You've trusted your best friend. You've taken these endless risks. Yep. And the one time, the biggest opportunity that's right in your face, you're not going to take it. What right. a good friend. And I looked at him and I said, you're right. Went to New York, packed my 250-pound bags, found an Airbnb, moved to a Hollywood studio in under Ooh. a week. Just and, like that. Yeah. now it's been two years, endless cities. Endless shoots, endless events.
1: That is so cool to hear. Shooting not only just him, the, the, but getting
2: the opportunity to learn from him, to yeah. listen to him. The thing I never talk about publicly is how lucky I feel to be not only with him, just to watch him. And what I are, admire him in so many ways of how he yeah. communicates, of how much he serves, genuinely serves people in every facet of everything we do Yep. and everyone he interacts with. And the biggest thing on the business side, he's building and he's building things, he's creating jobs and creating impact. I didn't understand what that word meant until I met him.
1: I would love to hear that. I, I want to ask you. You know, I, I've had Dan on the podcast many times now, and you have this unique relationship and experience to be so hands-on, not only Dan but so many incredible people, but with Dan specifically. I'd love to ask you. You know, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned from working with Dan, mm-hmm. and how have you? Taking these lessons and you know transition in your own life number one never expect anything from
2: anyone that shouldn't alter your decision to be a good person if it's, if it's the right thing do the right thing i've learned that thick and through with him situations that i personally would have gone the other way he readvises me and said no you were going to do that you should do that second thing is sticking to your word he just makes sure it happens i could tell you endless stories of things that I thought weren't going to happen. And he literally looked at us as the team or, you know, the certain setting of what was going on. He goes, no, we need to get this done. He's like, we have X amount of time. The doors are opening X amount. People are showing up. We need to get it done. The third thing was where I am right now in my life, in my stage, is that you shouldn't just think of yourself and what you do. You should think about how you could serve others. And I go back to that with this charity not only is charity, genuinely with everything he does, every time I see him interact with someone, he, he serves them to a certain capacity. Puts him in a group text. I'm sure you've been in a group oh, text with absolutely. Dan. <laughs> he's put so you many. in a group text. He sent you something from Instagram that's so needed, and you, he knew that you were the answer. Yep. So he gives you an opportunity. Again, he's not doing anything big. He's not calling you. He's just giving you an opportunity to serve someone, giving you an opportunity to better yourself, growing your network. Yep, Always and that for me as a human reminds me that no matter how much money you make you know bc is the youngest person ever to take a company public yep he's had i'm sure a couple of exits that a lot of money that i can't even fathom but you wouldn't know that with how he treats people with how he talks to people ultimately how he lives his life like yeah. he doesn't own a car that's yeah. the reason <laughs> i don't own a car you want to talk about you know <laughs> yeah. having impact yeah totally. he doesn't own a car and i was like why should i own a car yeah <laughs> He's like, you know, you need to answer emails. You need to talk to people, We should text. You know, yeah. you should be doing that, yeah. right? Instead of driving. Instead of driving, <laughs> especially in LA. Especially in LA. Yeah. And that for me is what the constant reminder of. It's not. It's not that it's never enough, but you could always serve more people and have more impact. Yeah. I used to that word is so cliche. Said, I'm 28. I feel like I'm just getting started. <laughs> and that word of impact and legacy. I'm like, oh, I, I don't understand because I'm still going through it. Watching him do it. When you're able to say, even our interaction, uh, your interaction with him changed my life in ways that I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. If you would have told That's me so in 2016 incredible. when I graduated from my university, hey, not only would you see the world, you would do it by doing something that you love with people that are genuinely changing people's lives. Yeah. Everyone that he interacts with in his circle is creating impact in people's lives every day through That's education, right. through their social media that I'm so thankful and fortunate to create for them or their daily interaction.
1: Yep. I, I mean, you, you've you really hit it on the nail, like not only what you've learned, but how you've created this life that you love so much. And, and I wanna sort of wrap up on this, you know, I've known you for, as I said at the beginning, almost five years now, and to see not only what you've done, but the growth in many aspects of life. First off, I love you as a brother, but if you were to give yourself advice, you know, graduating college today, uh, I know a lot of people are right now yes. and they're trying to figure out what they want to do. And there's you know, the, the economy with COVID. Things have changed so much, you know, w- w- since you graduated however many years ago. So what advice would you give to your 18, 19 year old self or, you know, the individual that graduated college that had that dream and ambition and why?
2: I love this question because it's actually something I think about all the time for myself. On now, the thought of what I would change but more so who would be the person that I would want on my left shoulder whispering to me stuff like what would I want those words to be and for me I always think about you it's okay not to know what you want but it's not okay not to do anything about it what I did I referred to you throughout my university I always tried things yep I tried being a waiter I tried working at admissions I, I tried being a part of the women's bas- basketball squad. I tried being a babysitter. I tried being an accountant. I worked at All Saints. I worked at Hollister. I worked at a car dealership. I tried things. Yeah. And through trial, I realized I don't want to do that. So that eliminated a thought in my head of what if. And then it narrowed my path towards what I do today. The second part is, so the first part is trying. The second part is who you do it with. You can't walk the path alongside someone that's pulling you back, it's only gonna make it harder. You want that visionary. You want that friend, for me, it was Frankie. You want yep. that friend that tells you, not only are you great at what you do, you're gonna become amazing. You're gonna be greater than your biggest thoughts. They're telling you things to not only put you in a position to win, but to your self-worth. Yep. Because we all fight that. We all fight that we're not worth, we're worthy enough. We all fight that you know what we do is not enough. I go through that, not as much as I used to. But the idea that what I'm doing and what I'm trying to create It's not enough. And I would say the third part is bet on yourself all day. Bet on yourself. 100%. Bet on yourself all day. You can't control the things around you. You can only control what you say, what you do, and how you do it. Yep. Yep. And for me, that's what I've done. And that's why I believe I've been so fortunate and blessed enough to be in the rooms that I've been in, shoot the shows that I've shot, been around the people that I've worked with, and had the interactions I've interacted with. Yep.
1: I love that, brother very very well said well for everyone that hasn't already followed you yet or is just now hearing your story i'd love to ask you where's the best place for everyone to follow your story to see the content and yeah. just stay in stay in touch with you on say, social media?
2: instagram and tiktok roger m rojas yeah and i'll make sure to link it down below and yeah one thing i want to say before the podcast and something that i've always wanted to tell you and i waited for this moment wow um is that you are special at what you do not because you inspire people is because you genuinely want to change and not create change in what you do, but the people you interact with. And you did that with me. Thank you. With man. allowing me to film you for Gary V, having the chance of you creating that event in Arizona, which led to ultimately changing my life. You know, like you have to know that that you are a part of that. Thank because so I would have never been in that room to have the opportunity if you didn't reach out to me. So I think that's something that you do through the podcast. I I don't know if you ever think about is that creating that opportunity for someone to do something and to fulfill what they needed to do and you did that with me
1: thank you brother that that means the world you're the man well on that note i have been looking forward to this for such a long time (laughs) i'm so glad that we did it that was incredible and for anyone and everyone that is listening watching thank you so much for tuning in today make sure you go follow roger TikTok, instagram and of course huge shout out to blue wire studios for having us here today this venue's and, insane oh it's it's world class no i'm not kidding i'm <laughs> not kidding no, this is insane this is my showing.
2: picture i've never seen a picture of myself this big in my life <laughs> like it's insane in the heart of the wind oh my goodness. in las vegas it's my favorite hotel oh same and the way they have this set up like the production if you guys could see what was going on these three guys back there's computer screens <laughs> audio is incredible so oh, not, no hype this is real
1: yeah, no, huge huge <laughs> shout out to blue wire and thank you so much to everyone That is listening, watching. I will talk to you soon.
0: Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, an Apple Original Series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. (laughs) Come with me, you'll know everything I promise. Oh my god, go, go go! Monarch, legacy of monsters. Streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV.